Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We're so honored, honored to have uh, Miss Stephanie Wesco with us again. Sister Stephanie, what's going on with you? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, I'm doing well this morning. Um, got through a vein surgery and now just trying to get back to life and prep for a very busy summer, but yeah. we're doing well. So as Stephanie tells you, we do have a very busy summer. We want to remind you all to put on your calendars to be praying between July 11th and July 16th, as we record videos for PTSD at uh, Morningside Baptist Church here in Greenville, South Carolina. We're setting up a studio in the Missions House, and we recorded once uh, in 2014. We really seek your prayers, so, and uh, that was a great blessing, so now we're trying to go a little more modern, a little better technology, so join us in prayer. Please add that to your calendars, and also with us is Pastor Miller again. Pastor Miller, how are you? I'm doing great this morning. I had a good start. It was busy this morning. Yeah. But I had a good time with the Lord, a good time in prayer, and that's always a good start of a day. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. I had a good start, too. I couldn't sleep well because Debbie wasn't here, so I had my uh, clock. I usually wake up at 6 to go for my morning walk, and about 5.45, I just went for my morning walk. It's a little bit tenuous out there before the sun's too bright, i got to tell you that, but... <laughs> It was a great time with the Lord as well. So here we are in Psalm 109, but we can't forget the knuckleheaded moment. I think I'm going to go one more, and then we'll get uh, Pastor and Stephanie to do one. But I, I actually came with some written down today that I've been keeping track of. But uh, you might be a knucklehead if you take advantage of relationships. Mm. I think huh. there's, I think God wants interpersonal relationships. I think we're made for them. I think we're made to... Uh, obviously God has made us to not forsake the assembly. And I think we're made to be church members and be productive church members at that, not just keeping a pew warm a couple times a week. I think we're supposed to be all in, praise God. I get yelled at, I got yelled at this morning again. I pass out tracks in people's mailboxes and stuff, and one day they're going to say stop, and I'm going to have to put them with a rubber band on their flags or something. But I, I just <laughs> I, I want to be part of it. So uh, don't take advantage of any relationship you get. I know I got off a little bit my... Hermeneutics on relationship was bad there, but listen, look out for one another. Mm-hmm. Call those you love. Call those who call you. Mm-hmm. Make it two-way. Don't be a one-way street. Don't be like 14th Street in Washington, D.C. is what we used to say at the Pentagon. Uh, we want to have a two-way relationship. And then food that's right with God. So yesterday we went with Debbie's creme brulee. Today I'm going uh, with Culver's. If they make it, it's a burger at Culver's. Eat that bad boy. Those burgers are right with God, man. I had a double yesterday with extra stuff. That stuff was running down my arms out there in my Chevrolet pickup truck. And, oh, it was good. That was the best burger. Just sitting here right now, I'd bolt and go get one if I could, but I can't. So great news. We're still on Psalm 109. God's still dealing with us. God's still working with us. And uh, Pastor Miller, more great news. The people listening to us, many of these folks have been through incredible traumas, have been through hurt. You're dealing with people who've been through incredible traumas, incredible hurt, 
So we're honored that you're here. And we got some questions for you today. And, and Pastor's got an illustration for us. So we're just going to get going right away. And uh, I say all that to Pastor Miller to say this. He's been counseling people for longer than most of you have been alive. Mm. And I'm not going to give you an idea of how old Pastor Miller is, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, but he's he's been counseling for a long time. Yeah, two months, and I'll be 73, brother. Well, I'm glad you put it right <laughs> out there, brother. <laughs> I, you get my age, you're proud of it. You're yeah. not ashamed of it. I made it another year how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and pastors had some he's had some heart situations but the good lord has helped him in those areas and he's given good doctors to take care of him i'm so thankful for that so if you think about it pray for pastor miller's continued ministry he's a healthy vibrant pastor and he's called upon man i think he we were talking the other day that he's getting preaching opportunities and speaking opportunities yeah. all over the place yeah, yeah i think this uh, month uh coming this sunday at including these podcasts, I will have been involved in preparing 28 messages in about 28 days. Wow. So it's been a real joy. Wow. You know, there's pastors out here in America that didn't prepare 28 messages last year. <laughs> so praise God for that. And, and you could tell. Oh, but anyway, here we go. No, and most of them, hey, most of the pastors, I, I better clarify. I hate going negative. It starts with that you might be a knucklehead segment, but uh, most of the pastors I know are very godly and good people. And uh, I'm thankful to know him. I'm thankful yes. for what you're doing. So if you're a pastor out there listening, we love you. Pray for you every day. All right, so here we are. We're in Psalm 109. We're starting in verse number 6, and we're going through 15 today. Set thou a wicked man over him, and let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife, a widow. Let the children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places. Let the extortioner catch all that he have, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered with the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let him be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. And so here he goes. He's wanting this guys who hurt him. And, you know, I hate to say this, but this may even be a family member. I mean, David's been hurt by a whole bunch of people. Absalom. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it, but I don't think so because he didn't want Absalom to be killed out in a battle. But it could be Absalom, Ahithophel. Yeah. Oh, it, my. How about King Saul? Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to do him in. And so I want to pass this now to Pastor Miller. He's got this illustration for this this morning. Well, uh, Doug, really the thing that you mentioned in the last podcast was that uh, we need to remember the right things and quit remembering the bad. Yeah. David is casting his care upon the Lord. He's turning it over to the Lord, and then he's going to be free of it. And then he comes at the end of this passage here, and he says, God, remember your mercy to me and remember my mm. misery. Mm. And that's really how he ends that. But I think of a time my wife and I were speaking at a family camp in another country, English-speaking country. Lady came after. My wife had a session with the lady, said, I need to talk to you and your husband. 
Well, we got with her and her husband, and she just poured out the fact that she had been sexually abused by a relative. Oh, boy. And she had three children and a husband there at this Christian camp. They were believers. And as she poured it out, she, my wife just made one comment that I think just turned this lady around from the Word of God. Said, you know, it seems like all you can focus on is what has happened to you. And you know what you're doing? You're focusing on the negative. You know, when people do that, their locus mm -hmm. focus is on Satan's work and sin. And they're being controlled emotionally and mentally by the sin yeah. of someone else or Satan. She said, you know, Philippians 4.8 says, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are honest, you need to change your focus on all the good things God has done for you. You've got three little children that love you. These girls love you dearly. Your husband loves you. God has blessed you with so much. Get your focus on what you have, not what has happened to you. Good advice. Oh, my. And the, if we would do that, we'd get free of some of the stress from that which caused us stress. Absolutely. We can add hurt to our hurt if we're not careful by re really just staying focused on that which was wrong to us. And sure enough, she got free. Mm. And she went on, and I go back and speak at that camp from time to time, and her and her husband are there. Now her daughters are married to Christian men, loving God. Oh, praise the Lord. And, and you know, we're not saying what anybody went through. Please don't misunderstand this statement. We're, nobody here is saying what you've been through isn't terrible, and we're so oh, sorry yeah. that happened to you. But what the devil's going to do with that is he's going to try to wring that into your life, make it part of your mm. fiber, make it your only identity until the day you die. A negative soul. Yeah, because if if the devil can pull that off, Pastor Miller, I, I know exactly uh, what Miss Miller was saying there. If the devil can pull off controlling your every breath with this terrible thing that happened to you, which I think the, I think the man should have been killed and hung up and dried, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if, if the devil can control the rest of your life with that terrible sin that someone else committed on you, I'm telling you, he's going to do it. The devil's, the devil's yeah. going to bring, because he wants to distort the image of God, not only in you, he wants to distort the image of God in your family. Mm. He wants to distort yeah. the yeah. image of God in your friends. He wants to distort the image. And I mean, we can just keep going, but one person not able to move along, one person not able to forget, one person not able to name their child a name of forgetting, one person not being able to get through that can ruin multiple lives. And, yeah. and you know, I'm reminded one of Stephanie's favorite verses is Genesis 50, 20, where, where Joseph is telling his brothers who messed him over, you know, you meant this for evil, but that in the song we just sang, and we'll sing again in this podcast, the second verse of, uh, you know, that favorite verse is, but God meant this for good, and that people be saved alive. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it's hard for God to use you as an instrument of his Bible, of his word, of his ministry, when your identity and your breathing, the junk you went through every minute of every day. And I, yeah. I, I mean, Stephanie, now here is an example. I mean, right here, Pastor Miller, Stephanie Wesco, eight kids. Uh, they raised support for three years. They get to Cameroon. They're there for a couple of weeks. Her awesome husband, uh, great looking guy. They, they claim he was better looking than me. I, oh, boy, that, that, that's a big one. That the, ju <laughs> the jury's still out on that. I'm that, that oh. you know, when he asks that question, it's not a fair question. All right. I no, mean, it's, we'll, we'll leave it alone. But anyway, so, so <laughs> here, but here they are. They get to the country. 
And this is, you know what, Stephanie, this is the most serious thing ever for people who lose loved ones. Mm. Honestly, I mean, your dear husband's murdered in front of you. Your son Charles is in the car. There's another missionary in the car. You're in the car. Your next 24, 48, 72, your next six months, whatever. How do you move along to where you're helping people? What would you tell these ladies and men listening today and saying, Listen, what Pastor just said, what Miss Miller said to that lady is so significant. That happened in your life. How? Well, for one thing, I think this is where being preemptive is huge. You know, you don't you don't go into a trial ever planning on it. Very few plan on things like this. And um, I am so thankful that my parents made me memorize verses when I was young and then mm-hmm. that God gave me that desire to do that when I was, you know, old enough to do it on my own. And, um, you know, Bible time, all of those things that just seem like things we just do because we're Christians or we just do because we want to know the Lord. Those become your oxygen Amen. when the trials come. And, you know, David could go through the trials he went through and come through a testimony for us because from the time he was a child, he was seeking God with all of his heart. And I think that's what it comes back to is you have to have a relationship. You have to have that foundation relationship with the Lord Jesus. Mm. So that when you go through the trials, you have a rock to stand on. You're not like the foolish man who, when the winds come and the waves come and beat on your house, you don't stumble and fall. You don't fall apart. And that's totally because of who Jesus Christ is. That's nothing. All of our flesh is weak the exact same way. You know, we're all, all of our hearts are desperately wicked. The difference is Christ in us. The difference is mm, the hope of yes. glory. The difference is that he is our light and he's our victory. Um. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see. Now I see Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 here. We have to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of yeah. our faith, and lay aside those weights. Yeah. Because um, they will they will sink us. They will be like uh, an anchor on a sinking boat that, you know, t- already takes a traumatizing situation and makes it 10 times worse. Well, and, and you know, we got to remember that old Bible verse that says, Vengeance is mine saith the Lord. And, yeah. and we got to remember in perspective who the vengeance belongs to. But I think, you know, there's things in theory that are pretty easy. Uh, in theory, you can look at things. You know, I had a friend of mine who, um, who used to tell me, theoretically, this is what the army will do for us. This is what's going to happen. This is how easy it's going to be. This is how you do things. He never joined the army. <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, in practice, in practice, there's a way in the army. There's a regulation. There's a way we go. We all know that that's the way we got to go when something happens. When this happens, you do this. It could be anything as simple as when a round comes into camp, you do this. And you take your positions. You do this. Or uh, when we're doing something at work and this happens, everybody stops, spreads out. Everybody gets together, works these things out. And we did them. We knew the steps. They had to be done. It was the army. It wasn't our choice. The problem, what's happened with, with God's army, what's happened in our churches today, what's happened in our families today, is we're not using the God method of settling things. Mm-hmm. And But there's something that tells us how to do these things. But I'm proud to know you, Stephanie. Just one other question before we go over to Pastor Miller today and uh, back to Pastor Miller to talk about this. But now your kids, now have you seen any, uh, and, and I mean, if this is too private, I understand, but they seem, in my mind, uh, to be the same as you, allowing 
God to have the vengeance and just pray for people? Have you felt like there's anybody in particular, not by name, have you felt like there's different feelings among the children for the people who hurt Charles, killed Charles? No, I've never, um, I mean, right, that was a burden of the, that I had before I even told them their dad was dead. I didn't want them to come away from Cameroon um, hating the people yeah. or even hating the person. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And so before I even told them that their dad was dead, I just begged God to give them a heart of love. Mm. And, you know, we still pray for Cameroon. We still pray that God will bring peace back to the country. And, you know, some of my kids' specific prayers um, that I won't get to in on the on the broadcast, but specific ways we prayed for the country of Cameroon and prayed for people to be saved. We've started seeing God give glimmers of answers. And God's let us know a couple of answers to prayer that um, when I told my kids, it was like Christmas. And, you know, it's it's amazing to me that um, Charles, who witnessed his dad's murder, um, a hardly a procession goes by that he's not praying for Cameron. Mm. And, you know, I don't know that any of my kids will ever go back there, and that's okay. But they have a love for the people, and they have a love for the country. And um, are there hard times? Yeah. Are there still times that they ask why? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't sense any hatred or bitterness or anger towards Cameron or the people there. So Pastor Miller, this is where we come back to you and say, <clears throat> somebody's going through all this and they go to the person, they do everything biblically. The person uh, doesn't relent. They, they don't change. What's next? Well, if they're in a church, uh, that church gets involved in uh, confronting them and bearing more weight on them. And that's God's method, using the church, as Matthew 18 says. But they, once again, have done what they can, and they have to be satisfied. If they've confronted the person, done everything they can to get the person to repent. But they've got their own life. And this lady, I told her, I said, you know, you didn't want this sexual abuse that was coming your way. This person would abuse you and then say, if you tell anybody about this, I'm going to kill myself. That's a manipulator mm. of a sexual yeah. abuser. And yeah. and here's the situation. I said to her, but you know something? You are now going to have an appreciation for your Savior like you've never had. You innocently suffered at someone else's selfishness and wrong. Yeah. That's exactly what Jesus did for us. He suffered immensely because of our sin and our wrong. Yeah. He was on the cross for us. And yeah. your substitutionary sacrifice, and I said, this will make you love him more to see that he was innocent and didn't deserve any of it, didn't ask for it, but it was given to him, and you will love him more because you now understand by your experience yeah. what it is to suffer innocently at the hands of a selfish sinner. And I told her, I said, you know, and there's another thing. When you start responding differently and get biblical victory, there are 30% of the people in North America at this point that are women that have been sexually abused before they're 19. You're going to be used of God mm. to help others. And guess what? Two months after we were at that camp or so, we get a letter from her. She said, I had my first case. Oh. 
Isn't that wonderful? My sister-in-law came to me and opened up about she was sexually abused, and I was able to help her biblically. Boy, there's a lot of healing that takes place in helping, and uh, <laughs> what a wonderful thought that is. Stephanie, real quick, would you belt out that verse number two? Oh, yes, let me. Um. <laughs> no, Stephanie, I, I got to be up front with the peeps today, our dear friends out there. So Stephanie's voice is a little froggy. We're not sure why, and uh, but she, I just want to let you know that I think it's right on, but she mentioned that to me, so I owe her. <laughs> Uh, ten, ten times better than your or my voice. That's right. <laughs> yeah, maybe 30 oh. times better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my dreams from heaven got me through. God's promises were sure. Though chains and darkness were my home, his joy was my true cure. To the needs of those around me, I turned to help instead. And God rewarded trust in him. Out of prison, he led. My faith greatly rewarded. God chose to let me live. Through him I kept my good name. He taught me to forgive. My dreams from him all came true. My brothers could clearly see. In the Lord I had found my strength. He was my true identity. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You tried to hurt me, but my God let me live. Through years of trials and suffering, I chose to follow Him. Now many will be saved alive, for real life is found in Him. Folks, be an instrument of God's mercy, God's Amen. forgiveness. Be that person like the lady that Pastor Miller was talking about that God can use greatly to help heal. And, oh, what a great day it is to be able to come back into your radio stations and airways. We sure do love you, folks. If you need anything from us, find us on Facebook on Help for Wounded Spirits. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.